1: Welcome to the family with
2: Doug Sprinthal
1: and Andy Ramp-Bernard. And we will have, of course, Tim Lammers joining us, a bunch of news, all kinds of stuff. Be back, kick it off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk
2: to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask
1: them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. WallsRodd, Motor Group, Walls.com and Doug Sprinthal.
2: What a busy, exciting day it is. What's that happiness? <laughs> I'm just happy. It's beautiful. You are out. happy.
1: It is gorgeous. It's going to be 82 tomorrow.
2: Boat still in the water last ah, weekend, yeah. going down to the marina tomorrow. Is it, is it the last weekend, you
1: think? Well, for us,
2: yeah. They, they yeah. pull them out in weeks because they you know, they got 300 boats down oh, there at Kings yeah. Cove. They can't all okay. get them out at the same time. But we always enjoy the fall. Uh, and if you enjoy the fall, what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a brand new Nissan, Nissan Titan? What would you think of that segue?
1: Oh, that was really good, except for the one you went.
2: Well, I'm not a radio
1: guy. <laughs> that's can you a good say thing, actually. Nissan Titan? Nissan Titan.
2: We got a cool deal on these, and I'm actually really surprised that our t- our Nissan stores in Coon Rapids and Burnsville, we only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. Uh, but Nissan, you can get zero percent financing for 84 months. I think that's as long as you're kq contract isn't it
1: 84 months yep that's so about you could right
2: buy a new nissan from JLo or dan rush and by the time it's paid off you don't have to listen to tom anymore
1: yeah i'll be gone it'll be fantastic
2: take us out
1: Walzer automotive group Walzer.com. who's this is this?
2: this is me that's not me it's the guy that played run this for a little bit andy Funny story, so he's an IT guy at Walzer named Ted Watson, just a badass rock drummer.
1: Apparently. But
2: he can't play funk at all, and I, I in this really? album we did in 1974, Tunes, we, one of the songs was this song, just keep it up for a little bit longer.
0: That's as far as it went. Oh, sorry, I it's, only have 22 seconds of it. Sorry, well, we can start it over. No,
2: no, it, but it, 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 it's the intro to a. Oh. It's a Red Hot Chili Peppers version of "Tell Me Something Good" by Shaka Khan. Really? Because he can't play funk. I said, oh. "All right, give me the double kick bass drum intro, <laughs> and we'll just rock it." And it's. I'll send you the whole thing. It's actually a really cool version.
1: But I like to start our show with that from now on. There you go. Okay, I do. Yeah, because the other one we—that's probably not—we we thats probably not we, we can not use that anymore anyway, can we? It's probably a good idea to change it. Oh, the Soprano's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good idea to change it. The Soprano's—they probably got pissed off. As Spino.
0: I'll probably be dead. Well, if by you noon. have the fall thing, then you can send it to me, and I'll like make it into an intro. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There yeah. yeah I'll send Perfect. you the whole file.
0: Okay. Perfect.
2: Ted, Ted Watson, you're now famous.
1: There you go. Ted Watson. You know what you just did? Uh, is that it? Is that everything?
2: That's the whole commercial. I didn't think that five minutes is long enough.
1: Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Not, not for Michael Bryant and you. Yeah. I'll tell you that. That was so funny. Well, this is good, Tom. You brought <laughs> Doug Sprinthal on at 720, so now you got nothing to talk about until 10 when he's off. <laughs> I like it. It all works out in the end for we me. we got Tim on the phone. You know, one thing i got to tell you, what you just asked me to do with that Nissan Titan deal. I did a uh, the voiceover for a... a uh, they were kind of dolls I guess they were called Rock Lords rock they were lords, action yep. figures. Oh, no, I
2: remember them kind of. I remember, <laughs> remember the
1: commercials. Were you the voice on those? Yeah. And the thing about it was as we did the commercials. Rock. their appearance, but no force in the universe can contain the power and the fury of Rock Lords. Shaking, quaking, crashing, breaking. Rock Lords.
3: Powerful
1: rock. sold separately from Tonka. From
2: Tonka. I'm just picturing the guy that wrote that must have been a complete asshole. <laughs> I
1: mean, doesn't it sound <laughs> That's like really that? It's negative. Like, rock Lords. Yeah. I'm really glad you uh, played that, Andy, because I was going to tell a story and said, you should hear it sometime, so I'm glad you played it, because he had me lower my voice so much that when they actually recorded the commercial, or laid out the commercial, they cut the low end off. It was was like, rock, rock. It was like that bad. Yeah, I
0: could tell by listening to it.
1: Yeah, they cut the bottom end off, and so the low end (laughs) was just gone. Because it literally was like, rock, rock. I said, are you sure you want to do it like that? And he Mm -hmm. goes, yeah, absolutely. I said, it sounds just like Tim Lammers, though. That's the problem.
3: Well, I'm wondering... uh I thought I was listening to Catman.
1: Catman. Wow. Catman on the radio, man. <laughs> a
3: a, a Tonka commercial, man. That's pretty cool. I like that.
1: Oh, yeah, God. We did them all back. That was back before uh, City Pages, Channel 11, and Star mm-hmm. Tribune destroyed my voiceover career. That there before you go. that, that was nice. Really nice of them. You know what I'm saying?
2: I never had a voice over career to destroy.
1: Oh, God. Hey,
2: we'd like somebody with a high, squeaky voice that clears his throat a lot.
1: Oh, I got just the guy. <laughs> I told you about that. That was a weird. I got a call from, from the guy at Home Depot. I was doing Home Depot, and he goes, Tom, I, we love working with you. You do a great job, but we got no option after the newspaper called you a racist We we can't do it anymore.
2: Yeah, that does make it toxic, doesn't Isn't it? Isn't
1: that amazing that they, they have no problem destroying your career yeah. based on nothing? Isn't that sad it, that human beings would do that? It's it is.
3: Twitter before Twitter.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, Wikipedia that did me in, apparently. They put it up on Wikipedia, and that was it. You yeah. See,
2: it was just too early. If the strip published it today, no, only five people would have known. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Nobody <laughs> even knows anymore. And now most people know better than to trust Wikipedia on basically anything. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just a, the, the, the timing was really, really bad. <laughs> but
1: still, I mean, to have some decency, for Christ's sake, at least check it out.
2: Yeah. That's right.
1: And see if it's even true, but yeah, uh, too hard. Yeah, it's too much work. You're absolutely right. But in any case, um, I got to run this by all of you guys. So you had um, Kamala Harris, or Kamala Harris, I guess it is Mm -hmm. not Kamala, it's Kamala. And you had Mike Pence. Now the they wanted people are demanding another vice presidential debate, but they want three people involved. They want Kamala Harris. They want Joe Biden. And they want Jeff Goldblum. Why?
2: I know. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm like, that would be funny.
1: Do you know why, Andy? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum? Uh, no. He played the fly in the movie. <laughs> and there was a fly on Mike Pence's head last night oh. for like two minutes. <laughs> it's like a me. Kafka-esque
2: movie Help where Jeff... Me. Goldblum turned into a fly. There's, there's
3: a, I, I've seen memes already of uh, Jeff Goldblum from the movie Naked and in that hive thingy or yeah, whatever, yeah. but they put
1: Pence's head on it. Oh, it's very funny. See, now that yeah. that I love. Now that's a good sense of humor. You got Kamala, you got Mike, and you got the fly. <laughs> and it was perfect that his hair is totally white because you could really oh, see yeah. the fly then.
0: Yeah, I got it because I thought it was on our move, TV screen. Oh, did you really?
1: Know? Oh shit! It's actually on his
0: head. It's on his noggin. Yeah, I thought they would do the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's a scene where because of how fast flies move and the frame rate of the film, it looks like the bad guy eats a fly on camera, like accidentally. Because huh. there's a fly flying around, and it looks like it goes into his mouth, and then he just you know keeps on going because you know he's in character or whatever. But actually, that's not what happened. Really? Yeah. So what did happen? It just, it flew off so fast that the camera couldn't catch oh, it. Oh, the camera it couldn't didn't. catch it, but you know, it, know, looks, it yeah. But it looks, yeah, it looks like it went right into his mouth. And so every, for 30 <laughs> years, people were like, the guy just ate a bug on camera and no one cared. Yeah, you, you
2: know.
3: know. The, big, the big question I have with it is, you know, th- did anybody hear what anybody said in that two minutes and 11 seconds or whatever?
0: Because no.
3: that seems to be getting all the attention to fly, but I think that we're talking about racial stuff at the time too.
0: Well, well, that's about, a pretty good guess. Racial stuff, yeah. yeah that, I, that, I didn't come see up a second of it, and that would, that's what I would have guessed. I still,
1: I need somebody to be to explain to me because that, now they're not going to let it go. Race and racism, racism is all you just here. Everybody's racist, and all white people are racist, yeah. and blah blah. <laughs> Explain to me how a black man was elected to the most powerful position on earth if all white people are racist. How did that happen?
2: Democrats rigged the elections.
1: Oh, Don't that's you know what that? it was. So it wasn't white <laughs> people so for him. It was fixed. Okay. Yeah, it was
2: only five black guys. And then everybody else, I think it was mostly foreigners. <laughs>
1: yep. it, it's just, once again, 85% of the commercials in America have at least one black person in them. Why? Because it works. Yeah. Because it sells product. If people see a black person on your commercial, particularly suburban white women, they will buy your product because, oh, this is very nice. This, we're all in this together. Yep. There is no overt racism like they wanted to say in America. You better look at the rest of the world. Yeah, if you Nazis think we're... marching
0: through the streets killing black people. That's what they think is happening, but that's definitely not happening. You heard about that well, one, didn't you?
1: I... Okay. Wait, wait one, just one second, Tim, because I want I you to could. hear this, too. There, uh, a friend of mine sent this. You actually, you actually know the guy who sent this to me. But uh, they asked a bunch of questions of NFL players, uh, African-American NFL players, why do you take a knee for the National Anthem? And you should see some of the responses. No, no. One of them was this. I, and they don't say who they are that said this. They got the direct quote, but they will not tell you who said it. They asked one guy, why do you take a knee during the National Anthem? And the guy responded... To protest against the nazis especially the white ones
0: <laughs> well, there are black nazis so. there are oh, there yeah. are There are not many of them but there are i would imagine <laughs> there aren't too many but jesus
2: there's, there's dave chappelle and who's, <laughs> the,
1: who's the other one there's only one other one I just love. They have no clue. They have no clue why they're taking a knee. There were like twelve responses, and not one of them made any sense. See,
0: I wouldn't really mind all of this race talk if it went, you know, all ways. Yeah, like if they They were talking about all just racism in general. But they're always talking about it going one way, which is very suspicious. Well, again, it didn't work. Didn't
1: didn't Mm -hmm. work last time. You don't treat black people like dirt for two hundred years and think you're going to fix it by treating white people like dirt. That's what they think, though. That's really
0: stupid. But an it overcorrection. It is what, an overcorrection. That's human nature. They love to overcorrect. Indeed, it's all Well, what I was
3: going to say is, what happened to that first uh, Democratic debate where Kamala basically called Biden a racist with this busing thing? Did
0: she?
3: Did you remember that?
0: Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. She, she, she didn't call him, him a
3: racist, but she was basically implying it. Well,
1: at one point, she did call him a racist. There's a, there's a, Yeah, absolutely. There's a recording of her calling Joe Biden a racist.
3: That's yeah, politics.
1: Yeah, you know, don't worry about that. We'll just throw racism around like it's willy-nilly. That's great. These people are the most disgusting human beings. I think there are some local politicians that work really hard. You know, Jimmy Francis is a good friend. Uh, just had Angie Craig on seems very, very nice. Kendall Qualls is a great guy. The local people... I got no problem with it's at that Washington, D.C. national level. I'd say I would literally say about 80 percent of them are totally filthy. Not all of them. I think one out of five does a good job. And the yeah, other it's, four it's out
2: about five. probably right. They're terrible, like terrible car salesmen people. or radio people.
1: Well, exactly. That's hundred pretty decent. That's 100 percent on both of those, though. There's no 80 percent. It's 100 percent. You know I what I mean? Think
3: the, I think the thing with Biden, that whole deal was, didn't he side with some segment? Segregationists he did, yes. On something, yep. and it was something to do
1: with busing. Yes, yes, that's
3: exactly that's right. Well, the was, Black
0: yeah. Panthers sided with segregationists, too, so. Yeah, they did.
2: Well, I was a kid in Boston when they invented busing, and it did not go over well with any of the no. communities. No, <laughs> no. They oh, sent God. the buses into Roxbury to pick up these young black kids and take them out to the burbs, and exactly. nobody was happy. But the Bostonians handled it by going completely crazy and burning buses.
1: You mean by being violent? By being Bostonians. That's (laughs) hard to believe. We gotta take a break, we'll be right back. Timmy Lambers joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom, always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important?
2: Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state, we're making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday.
1: Now well, that sounds like a great way to do business.
2: All of our employees are working to help
1: meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Oh, my God. Breaking news: Feds reveal plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer.
0: What the hell did she do? Wait, so the feds were planning to do it, or no?
1: They reveal a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She's isn't she Michigan?
2: Yeah, Michigan. Way she's left, a far lefty Democrat that shut yeah. down the state. And the, there's a, well, all these far right, two A. We're going to take over the country. People that are, I'm sure that's who it is. That's
1: that. six guys are going to kidnap her. Six of them. I wonder, well, should I say, I got to track down to see who the hell is, who the hell, why would they do that? The allegations of this complaint are deeply disturbing, said the U.S. Attorney for Eastern uh, District of Michigan. Here they are. Uh, six people plotted to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer at her northern Michigan vacation home with the intention of trying to uh, trying her for treason. These might be far righties. Do you think? I think so. I think they probably (laughs) relatives
2: (laughs) of uh, Tim McVeigh. Wasn't he from Detroit originally or Michigan? I I think think he was. I think
1: you're right. Yeah. Well, he was from Michigan. I don't know about the Detroit area, but uh, they wanted to take violent action against certain government and law enforcement components. Came to the FBI's attention earlier this year via social media. So you were you were you really talking about kidnapping a governor on Twitter? They weren't doing that, really, were they?
2: You don't have to be very smart to be a criminal.
1: It said, it said on social media, per a sworn affidavit, the group's ideas ran from taking a sitting governor to storming the state's Capitol building and leaving with hostages. You put this on social media? People talk
0: about killing Trump all the time on Twitter. No they one cares. do. Really? Yeah. And they, they put that up there. Yeah. No one And they cares. leave it
1: there. Yeah. Do they really? I oh, yeah. my God, that's disgusting. I'm so glad okay. I'm not on that piece of yeah, crap. People talk about killing
0: politicians all the time. Oh, on and they that's okay with them. Yep. How is that okay? As long as it doesn't cut into their profits or power, Twitter isn't going to care. But I thought offensive language... like. Hmm.
1: Like dangerous language was not allowed by Twitter and Facebook. No,
0: Twitter doesn't care at all. Twitter doesn't care. At all. That
1: guy's a complete dirtbag. Yeah, that Jack Dorsey or whatever. Facebook
0: his name does it. crack down on that sort of thing, but Twitter only like if the media draws attention to it, then they'll crack down on oh, it. Oh yeah, but, sure. But yeah, just like people talking. About, I could probably find. Let's see. See how many uh, tweets of such I can find. <clears throat> You'd believe this, Timmy?
1: Honestly, God, Tim, you can threaten to kill the president on Twitter and nobody cares.
3: Well, wouldn't in the old days, don't don't the Secret Service folks uh, knock on doors after stuff like that? That's
1: what I thought, but apparently now you can threaten to kill anybody. What happened? I told you eight years ago, and don't come crying to me now, I told people eight years ago, get off of Twitter and and all of that crap because it's going to destroy the world.
3: Well, one more reason to watch the social dilemma because yes, right. again, thank you, Doug, for bringing that to my attention. Yep. Um, you know what? I don't know if you remember this one guy at the end, and I don't know which big tech company he worked for, because all these people are ex-employees, and they're not disgruntled. They more or less are remorseful for you know going with these ideas that they thought would. Be positive, and then they turned into Frankenstein, a digital Frankenstein. Right. Um, but he, one of them, one of them, they asked, said, "Well, what's your greatest fear?" And he said, "Civil war." Oh, so it, it is such of a fascinating thing. It, the, the movie will piss you off to no end, but it is all completely one hundred percent true. Even though Facebook now has put out a big thing, you know, making there's eight bullet points of why it's wrong and it's BS. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Watch it. It doesn't take much of a. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to realize these people are right on the money with everything. Right. Uh, with the hate and divide that all of these these uh, things have caused, all these social media outlets.
1: I have a question for you, Tim. This is for you and Andy and Doug. Um, news reporting has been prevalent since 1955. I would say at least, uh, certainly on radio and the newspaper long before then, but on TV starting in 1955, you got all the news covered on radio, television, in the newspapers. uh, You know, it was all covered, right? Yeah. So why – I have to believe that people have gotten a lot crazier since you hear so many stories now about people – you aren't going to believe this story when I read this to you. This actually happened, and you should see the psychopath father. This guy looks like he's completely insane. You ready for this story? I'm sitting down. Yeah, oh, the Sydney deal is his name. A 27-year-old Nevada man is charged with refusing to allow his car windows to be broken when his one-year-old daughter was locked inside. She died of the heat. Oh. This guy wouldn't let the cops break his car window, and he let his daughter die rather than break a car window. Now, can't cops see... Now, again, now I should point out this man is black, so is it because of that the cops wouldn't do anything? Because they'd be, oh, look what they did. I do wonder, yeah. You know, this this black-white thing has got to be resolved one way or another, because this is... now Where, a one where year did old, that happen? Nevada. Jesus well, he's a Nevada man, I assume, uh, yeah, okay. who's in Nevada. Officer. Well,
3: you know, I would think that most people, you would hope anyway, would have common sense to say, you know what, this they're doing their, their duty, this isn't anything personally with the man, apart from the fact they're trying to save his daughter, but you know damn well, no matter how much good and how yep. much positive things people do in the world, somebody will find something to bitch about.
1: Well, and, and this, I just wonder, because it's the cops, and the man is black, Uh, And he said, you will not break my windows in my car. Uh, Normally, they would have just said, blow it out your ass, pal. We're going to save this little girl. But literally, it would have been cops once again preying on a black man, wouldn't it? Because it's white people, by the way, that do that. It's not black people write those stories. That's all your honkies that went to college for a half an hour.
3: Well, don't be surprised now if the narrative, because that's all it is. is uh, is going to be spun in a way that the cops didn't do their job.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no question. Why didn't they just go ahead and do it? They should have known he was distraught. Yeah, it's going to be their fault. No no matter what happened, it was going to be their fault.
3: You know, I often wonder, especially these days, my dad, I mean, how Mm -hmm. would he have functioned in this world that we live in today as a cop? (laughs) You know what the one of the most... uh, uh, interesting things that you know came when after he passed away now it'll be three years in april is that i had people come up to me at his wake and stuff and i had people on social media reach out to me some of them were busted by him at one point or another and they said to me you know what he put me on the straight path there are good things to come out of of uh you know doing your job and and make sure making sure people don't uh, break the law because you know it was a very touching thing to me that people would say that. You know, not yeah, too many, but right, right. you know, and they weren't arrested for. They were, you know, you know, high schoolers or whatever, raising hell, whatever. But enough to, you know, get a warning or get get a ticket or busted. Right. And uh, so you know, but it's like God. I don't know. I honestly don't know how cops function now.
1: I don't either. Uh, with that thing
3: either. hanging mm-hmm. over their head all the time, all the time.
1: I know you're right. Uh, officer said that on Monday afternoon, Sidney Deal got in a fight with his girlfriend who asked him and his daughter to leave her place. He allegedly put his daughter in the car and started it, then went back and continued to argue with his girlfriend for 15 minutes. Upon leaving again, he realized he had locked his keys inside the car. He then asked his girlfriend to call his insurance company but told her to end the call when he didn't like the price given to send out a locksmith. See, there's a little girl in there dying, you moron. How do you not know? Are you that stupid? I'm thinking this guy might not be a genius. Yeah, possibly. Should
3: this go down the path of negligent homicide? Oh God! Yes,
1: yeah. uh, there's no question. But he should go to prison. <laughs> Absolutely. He finally flagged down police officers after the girl had been in the car for 42 minutes, police say. But he refused to let them break his windows to get her out, saying he could not afford the damage. He at one point also called his brother, who came to the scene and tried to convince him to allow him to break the window to no avail. Deal, who said his daughter was walking around the car until she laid down on the floor, insisted the air conditioning was on and she was fine. He thought she'd gone to sleep, but when authorities finally did break the window after what they estimate was more than an hour since she... So after 18 minutes, they just went ahead and broke the windows. Anyway, unfortunately, she was already dead. I just, seriously, this is all over paying for a jump start or, or a locksmith or a broken window. How much is a car window now, Doug? You work in the car industry.
2: Well, it depends like anything, but a couple hundred bucks. So yeah. a couple
1: hundred bucks. No, I'd rather have my daughter
0: die yeah. than spend Well, 10 I 10 mean,
1: it, obviously it doesn't matter what the price is. You do the right you thing. You do the right thing.
0: Well, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it's not like we're talking about, you know, a $500,000 debt that he's going to be going into. You know, it's a $200 <laughs> window. Here, I just
1: deal has been charged with child abuse or neglect causing substantial bodily harm. His mother, the grandmother of the daughter, tells Channel 8 News her son truly believed his daughter would be okay in the air conditioning.
0: Well, I'm sure he did, but that doesn't make him
1: right. God, what a dimwit. See, the, the, the frustrating thing for me is these stupid people in the world, yeah. people of all origins, all skin colors, all genders, and orientations, and all the rest of it. My God, there are a lot of morons in this country it's and like in this
0: world. If you shoot a gun into the air, you don't believe that you're going to shoot someone, but you Sometimes you do. Sometimes and in that do. case, you are charged with negligent homicide because it's true. you were wrong,
1: and you're dumb. Sorry. It's true. We shall be back with segment three, and hopefully, uh, a one-year-old girl won't have to die in the next segment. That'd be really nice. Pretty good. We'll be back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. For the first time in my life, my dad looks like a pretty good guy stacking yeah. up against this moron.
2: You're, you're complaining about him all the
1: time. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he never killed.
2: <laughs> had seven kids. Didn't kill any of them. Kill any of them.
1: He tried, but I don't know hey, if it didn't work out for him or whatever.
3: Yes,
2: I uh, have a new favorite actress. You should keep an eye on this woman. Do you know who Jessie Buckley is? No. Okay, so she uh, started in first big role was in Chernobyl. She's a 30 year old Irish actress. And then she was the star of I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and now oh, she plays the yeah. Minnesota Angel of Death nurse in, uh, Fargo. Uh, in Fargo.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. She's in yeah, Fargo? Yeah, I mean,
2: she's, she's got, I had no, no idea she was Irish till I looked her up. I mean, she's got a ton of range, and she just, you know, in Chernobyl, she was like a Russian uh, woman that came down with radiation sickness and died, and... And in, I'm thinking yeah. of ending things, she was like a, played a, a American intellectual. So it's uh, keep an eye on her. She's only 30. I got a feeling she's just getting started.
1: I have a question for you. How does Fargo tie into a TV show about Kansas City?
2: I, who knows? I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I was like, It's the like, like car selling secrets.
1: It's the, <laughs> the, same the podcast that doesn't talk about cars. <laughs> That's right. Cars on the secrets. They got such a secret we don't even talk about. They got the idea from us. Yeah, they did. They, they stole did. your idea, man. Sue those stole bastards. It. You should. What's you the should. address yeah.
2: of Fargo, uh, Tim? Do you happen to have it? <laughs> the address
1: no. of Fargo. What's your name? You JC? The production company. Jamie Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Yeah. I still hey, have. Hey, I would
3: like to share something positive on social media, if you wouldn't mind.
1: No, that never happened. I
3: got. I, I posted this. Um, and it's gotten a lot of uh, favorable responses, a, a lot of laughing emojis. Uh, this is the first time I've ever received a fortune like this from a fortune cookie. On was it Monday or Tuesday? I posted it. I opened it up, and it said, "Your sports team will be very successful this year."
1: Oh, really? So the Gophers are going to be good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the best one yep.
3: of the best responses I got was from uh, Philly's buddy Wenzo, who I've become friends with. Great guy, great uh-huh. jazz musician. He Winzo said they are successfully helping the Packers win the division. So you know, again, no, perspective. T- very successful.
1: No, it's true. Good point. A very. I never
3: point. have re- and, and never have opened a, a fortune cookie with such a fortune like that before, though. What the to hell?
0: God. No, that's amazing. Weirdest fortune I've ever heard was actually Alex Girard, and it said, "I quote, you can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself." To make what all yourself? It did not elaborate. You can't
1: possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. Yeah, we were very <laughs> confused
0: for quite a while. I'm still until confused. I googled it, and it's part of a longer quote. Oh, it goes: "Learn from the mistakes of others." You can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. Oh, but they omitted the first sentence. Sense, actually, they but they omitted the first <laughs> sentence, so it's like, what are they talking about? What are we trying I- to make? And why are we I dying? like
3: thought-provoking fortunes, uh, although, you know, it isn't very thought-provoking. I mean, I think it's pretty <laughs> clear, right, your sports team sucks. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: remember the Stan Laurel fortune cookie one, but I think by the time it was recorded, it started out as a fortune cookie joke, but I think I don't remember if they put it in the movie as that or not. They did put it in the movie, but Stan Laurel had, it was open, opening up a fortune cookie, and Ollie goes, What does your fortune say, Stanley? Well... You can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. <laughs> that was his fortune, and his fortune—really a fortune. Wow. <laughs>
2: it's actually not bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can lead a horse to water, and you know what the, the kids all say. You know, hmm. a pencil's a graphite. That's true. No, they, shut not up. That's right. true. true. They are joke killer, <laughs> joke killer. But a pencil yeah. must be graphite. Yeah, that's mm, that doesn't it. that doesn't work too. Well no, anymore. It's not as good. It, it, wor- so. Lead pencils were actually lead pencils. Uh, for a long time, yeah. I didn't know that. That was long before our time, though, I assume. I don't know. Oh, so he looks at his dad and goes, oh, no, I don't think well, it was before your out. time there. Let's yeah. find out. Stab me right so in the So that's a reminder,
3: there. Tom, that if you have not seen it, Doug, because I know you've seen it, Tom, is the great movie Stan and Ollie. I oh,
1: have not no, seen that. Really I good, would like to see that. Really good.
3: Steve They're, Coogan is a drop dead. Uh, he is. He yep. is a clone of of Stan Laurel. He is. And John C. Riley plays Oliver Hardy, and it is terrific.
1: Hanging that out with the chicks, movie. man, was the whole deal. The only
2: problem with John C. Riley is he was so great in Talladega Nights that I, every time I see him, I just think of that character. And
1: Step Yeah, he was phenomenal <laughs> was in that. He's a very good guy. Funny. Good guy. He's a very. He was on the show a couple times. Really good guy.
0: Apparently, lead lead pencils haven't existed for many hundreds of years. See? But apparently, kids still used to get lead poisoning from them because the paint on the outside contained <laughs> oh, God. So you chew your pencil, and there you go, lead poisoning. How do you get lead poisoning? So we have a question for Doug from the chat that I don't understand. There we go. And I think you will. He says, we've watched the first two episodes of Fargo so far, I seem to remember the nurse who actually poisons the Italian family boss came from Fargo. Ask Doug if I'm correct.
2: Yep, that's the gal that I was just talking about. Oh, uh, there you go, oh, Jesse, Jesse Buckley. Buckley.
0: There yeah, you go.
2: If you, uh, you get it, it's a really weird Charlie Kaufman movie. Not like there were any normal ones, that's but there's true. a movie she's in called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things," and it's uh, oh,
1: that's pleasant. she's
2: well, it's it's such a bizarre thing, and, and I can't tell you what really is going on because it'd ruin it if you ever see it, but. She's just terrific in that as well. And I had no idea she was Irish until I just happened to look it
0: up. The bright now, is there a
3: Minnesota vehicle, yeah. connection? She's, she moved here or something?
2: No, she plays a, a, a Minnesota oh. nurse. She's yeah. got the heavy Norsky accent. she's oh, she does? She's she murdering people and poisoning people <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. The
3: character is from Fargo.
2: Right, yes. yeah, 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 oh, okay.
1: yeah. No, she's Irish. Okay, okay um, I have a the question. Character's from Fargo. This is a very important question. I watched season one of Fargo, thought it was terrific. Season 2, I thought, was dreadfully bad. Season 3, I never watched, but I heard it's the worst of the three. Oh, that's not good. Uh, did, did you watch Which season 3? Which one three? was
2: season 2? Was that about the drug dealers up with in North spa- Dakota?
1: The spaceship and all that. Oh, That spaceship.
2: Because it must have been 3 was about the drug dealers up in North Dakota. I thought that was pretty good. Well, was it
1: pretty good? Because yeah. some people tell me it's terrible and others say it's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know if to start at three, because two I'm not going to watch. Just go
2: right to dreadful. four. I mean, they're not, none of them are the stories. They're not connected, I at know all. that.
1: But you kind of sequence it. I don't know, I can go right to four. I can it's do like that.
2: True Detectives. I mean, That's the first one yeah, was brilliant, right. and then the rest of them terrible. were just absolutely horrible. They were Season terrible.
0: two was a beautician, and her husband, who was a butcher, had a hit-and-run. Oh, run. yeah. Right. And why is there a spaceship in it, or the flying saucer?
2: Rider Strike. Yeah, Sorry, let's <laughs> yeah bring in have. the spaceship. It's <laughs> a good
1: point. Yeah, it shows up when the cops are. This guy opens fire in a dinette and kills a bunch of people, and then when the cops show up, for some reason it was up in
2: Bemidji, right? I think the second one. I
1: think that might be right, Bemidji. I think there is a
0: there's a recurring UFO. What? I never understood why is why that is. Yeah, and apparently it's never explained. It just kind of is there. It's really stupid, Mm. but I would
2: say so far that the fourth. Uh, season is as good as the first.
0: Well,
1: the first was phenomenal, so I will watch the fourth. Now, the I'll second season,
3: in. Patrick Wilson is in, right?
1: Yes, he's very good in it.
3: He is a terrific actor. He, he is. doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves.
1: And Ted Danson's in it, too, I think, season two. Wow. Um, we watched a few of the episodes way, way back, right after, it came, just after it came out, we watched it, and they're both in it, and they're both really good. It's just this annoying UFO thing. It's like, I, I can't watch this. This UFO, but apparently in the final episode of the of the, the season, this thing shows up at the end again. Yeah, it was. It's like what, whatever. But yeah, maybe I was. I take it you forward. never watch X Files. Yeah, I was gonna say. It sounds oh no, no, like the no! X-Files. I loved X Files because they explained why there were UFOs. In yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: it's like the whole idea was yeah, aliens and stuff was happening, so it made se- There was internal consistency. It's like you know, if you're watching an episode of. A show that has nothing to do with aliens and all of a sudden an alien shows up, it's like it just doesn't make any sense.
1: You know one of my favorite things about X-Files to this day? What's her Mm. name? Jillian Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. Jillian Anderson was on the KQ Morning Show and she is such a smart ass. Very nice person, but she literally is just a wise ass. And I said, you know, I I gotta be honest with you Jillian, I have some great episodes. Uh, You know, I love the show anyway, but I have some very very special to me episodes that I really really liked do you have one episode that you you really liked above all the others she goes, yeah actually I did And I said uh, well which episode was that And she goes um, if I remember correctly it was episode e 1709915. Said very funny, mm. smart ass. <laughs> she gives me the episode series. I know the number. production
0: code. I just don't know the title. Yeah,
1: I don't know the title. I know the production <laughs> code. Which I thought was very funny, actually. Uh we get to break here. Timmy, your time flies again, Pally. It does, it does.
3: Uh, have a great weekend, and we will talk next week on the queue.
1: On the queue. Thanks, right. Timmy. Yeah. We will be back with Hour 2 and Hour 2 brings us...
2: Car Selling Secrets, the church lady episode. The
1: church lady baby.
2: Miss Sarah is going to join us in studio shortly, and a female Episcopalian priest friend of mine named Dana. So this is going to be fun. Dana the
1: priest. Yep. All right, works for me. No
2: swearing. God damn
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) No taking the Lord's name in vain. Let's see, no adultery. No adultery Uh, during the show. No coveting thy neighbor. Excellent.
1: We'll be right back. We will.